Incoming. Oh, wow, that's an odd term to choose. Oh, wait, no. Okay. I, I thought we were going to do the whole recording over again. <laughs> And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Hang on a minute. Who put you in charge? And who the hell are you anyway? I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Casterberus. I'm 903 years old and I'm the man who's going to save your lives and all six billion people on the planet below. You got a problem with that? No. In that case... Allons-y! Would you like a jelly baby? Again, to episode number 20 of Who Drew Freaks, the only Doctor Who podcast on the internet worth listening to that talks about the many incarnations of the Doctor and is hosted by the Two Drew Freaks Internet Radio Network. That's hedging your bets there. And as this show will probably be coming out somewhere near the end of 2014 or beginning of 2015, if it actually records this time, you can guess that we're going to be talking about the latest Christmas episode special for the Doctor, Last Christmas. Thankfully, again, Wham! was nowhere to be heard. And since this is being recorded, again, rather soon after the episode is aired, to strike while the tangerine is fresh, we've got a select crew of the Hutu Freaks family, including myself, Sean Ingle, and my two crabby companions, Mr. Dave Walker and Mr. Bill Robinson. Hello, gentlemen. How have you been? I'm good, although, does anyone else have the feeling they've done this before? I th- I, I, are there any kind of strange black blobs sitting around everyone? You know, I haven't vacuumed in a while, so it might be it might just be the fact that I haven't really cleaned. So I, ah, right. I think that's a hairball. Ah. Oh, Alvin, leaving just random puddles of stuff around. But it's great. I mean, it's been feels like it's been so long since we last talked. I, you know, like I've done so much. I I got up, I ate some French toast sticks, and uh, I sat back down. <laughs> <laughs> you know. This will teach me to turn off Skype's auto-update because, obviously, because Skype auto-updated and I wasn't paying attention, my Skype recorder wasn't working. So now we're using... Well, it's it's not just you because mine has been on the fritz and I had turned it off last night after and never turned it back on and Dave wasn't running his. So we're all kind of guilty of not being prepared yeah mine looked like it was working it wasn't working so just updates if this doesn't sound as spontaneous as uh uh, your average episode that's probably because well we've talked about all this before which which isn't bad because 
like like I said on the last time that we recorded this, this is actually a pretty good episode. Um, okay, yeah. wait, 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 hold on, let me see here. All right, my next line is. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes it was. It was. <laughs> Well, no. Why don't, why don't we go ahead and just give our uh, general opinions of the episode, and uh, you know, kind of say what we thought about it, and what we liked, what we didn't like, you know, something like that. Do you, who wants to go first? So crabs, <laughs> space uh, crabs, space dream crabs. They're so dreamy. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with new jokes, right? Crabs from space. So I wonder what they taste like. When they die, they get all chalky, though. That's kind of gross. They're yeah. powdery. Maybe if you keep them fresh, they taste better, though. Mm. Can you, like, pick yours out? It's, like, clawing at the little tank. And you're like, I'll take that one. He looks friendly. If yeah, he wants to when, hug. They, when they put them in the little, in the little jars, they didn't put any water in there. So they were just mm. drying out and desiccating. That's not good. That can't be very tasty. They were sleeping. Mm-hmm. That's true. Although they are able to induce dreams and stuff, so it's probably going to be more of a can I get a hit of that more than a can I eat that? That's true. <laughs> hmm. So, so the Bill, chalkiness might actually be a good thing. So, Bill, go ahead and give us your opinion on this. What what, what did you think about this? Even though oh. you already did and I didn't record it, which <laughs> I, I'm going to keep harping on the fact that I didn't, but regardless, go no, ahead. No, that's fine. No, um, this was not as uh, good as some Christmas episodes, but not as low as others. And uh, uh, some of it was predictable, but it's almost a- after a point, it seems like the predictability threw me off because I was so busy thinking, oh, okay, I got this figured out. Then, oh, wait, there's another layer here. All right, we've got the inception like <coughs> within a dream. And, you know, what, what level are we at here? Are we still in a dream? What's real? What's not? So I think it, it, it kind of balanced out and came a little bit above a medium episode for me on a whole. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, Dave? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, there was nothing majorly original there, but there doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, the It had quotable bits like many Doctor Who episodes, but that doesn't necessarily make it a really good episode. But I had fun. Um, I've there are better episodes there are worse episodes um i think my favorite is still the snowman i prefer it overall but this wasn't a bad one for it you know yeah i'll 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 have to pretty much agree i i like the episode i like the homages that it did to various movies specifically alien and uh the thing or the thing uh, from another world if you want to go to that uh also references to uh not it's a wonderful life but miracle on 34th street about a mm-hmm. person you thought was santa claus who might not have been who might have been yeah. and all that um aliens you have a movie called aliens <laughs> why do you get invaded so much and uh capaldi was really good at the end he finally got a chance to be kind of the happy doctor yeah, which which mm-hmm. was nice because throughout the entirety of the season he's been very grumpy and very gruff and uh, as much as I've enjoyed that it's nice every once in a while to see him kind of smile and enjoy himself so I, I enjoyed I, I like that um, no it's just um, he finished up the episode by saying he never gets second chances so he liked getting the second chance um, mm. it's something that we haven't really seen him have it's kind of an interesting thing you know he's actually getting a Christmas present again mm-hmm. he's getting a friend to travel with him once more yeah, which is nice we, yeah because they both had just um, they'd both given up essentially yeah they had written each other off and you know lied to each other at the end of the season and uh, you know he was on his own she was off on her own and um, got back together um, as friends should when they want to try at Christmas at Christmas and that's one of the things I didn't mention last time we recorded this unfortunately is I the the idea of the doctor and Clara lying to each other about them finding Gallifrey and her uh, getting together with Danny Pink uh, 
to me, that was kind of interesting because I kind of, and this might have been because Chris Tyler had just recently done this as a reading for uh, for one of the shows. It kind of reminded me of the idea of the gift of the Magi, the two characters essentially trying to do something nice for each other mm. and it not really working out and then kind of lying to each other in the case. I mean, it's not specifically analogous no. to gift of the Magi, mm. but uh, it does kind of work in there, especially with the uh, Christmas story. And I like that they kind of played on that with uh, the doctor and Clara being kind of deceitful about doing something to benefit the other. So I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Um, I mean, that could also lead to other things. I mean, they could be trying to realize that maybe lying isn't the best thing because that that's kind of what the last season was all about. Her lying to Danny, doctor lying to her, etc., etc. You know, so it would be nice if they went away from that and started being honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that did kind of permeate the season. The the whole idea of where the doctor has to be deceitful and he has mm-hmm. to not completely tell the truth to people and he has to lie to get things done. And that and oh, go ahead. And who was that pushed by? I I forgot this from last episode. Fuck you, Danny Pink. <laughs> Who likes Danny Pink specifically? Do we know anyone who really likes Danny Pink? I think uh, Hope does. I think Hope I think. does, and you know, unfortunately, Hope wasn't able to make it here. But she did have, uh, she did record, pre-record a little uh, message to put in here in the show. So we'll go ahead and drop that in right here. Hey, you guys! Merry Christmas and happy holidays. It's Hope. Hi. I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday, and I hope you guys have a great new year from me to you guys. I won't be joining you guys today because, to be honest. This morning, Sunday, when we're recording, is my first day off in five days because I've been in retail hell for Christmas. And I love you guys, but I just really need to sleep. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I just got to get some sleep, guys. But what I am doing is I'm going to give you my quick thoughts on the Christmas uh, special. I'm also going to email you guys my notes. And so I posed a few questions to you guys, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on the matter. So do it because I say so. Yeah. All right, so... This was all about last Christmas, a.k.a. the episode where everybody got crabs. If you guys don't make this joke, I will be really highly disappointed in all of you. Um, I actually really like this Christmas special. Usually they're kind of cheesy for me. I'm not a big fan of the Christmas specials because they're usually like Christmas spirit and family all around. Ha ha ha. And space. And so, like, um, I was actually really surprised. I didn't expect it to be as dark as it was. But it's, it's kind of still fitting in with the kind of darkness that's been going on all season. So I really liked it and I really enjoyed it. Um, it was it my favorite? No, it is still not my favorite Christmas special. But it wasn't the worst one ever, either. Like, I really, it fell right in the middle for me. And it was, it was great. Um, so about these dream crabs, though, I had a question about them. Why did they get these, like, specific four people? Um, is there an invasion going on? Should we be concerned about that? Are there going to be others? And how do we know that they're still not dreaming? Because <laughs> that could still be a thing. But I just, I was always just kind of wondering, like, why did you find these four specific people out of the entire world? And are there more? Though I will say, Nick Frost was a complete surprise to me. When I saw Santa uh, at the end of the last episode, after, you know, Cybermen blew up and Missy and all this stuff going on, when I saw Santa, I was just like... Oh no, they're gonna be cheesy and awful. Ugh. And then I saw it was Nick, it was Nick Frost. I love Nick Frost. So I was like, okay, that's a little bit better. And I see what you did there. His last name's Frost, and it's a pun on Santa. Um, I see what you did there. And so he was fantastic. I absolutely loved him as Santa. Can he be Santa in every single Christmas special ever, please? He was amazing. He was sassy. He was smart. He was witty. And then I actually sat down and think about it that Santa is pretty much a time lord anyway. <laughs> that's He's pretty much, uh, that, that's what he is. And he was a great foil for the Doctor, too. They were able to actually grind on each other's gears. and But they're really two sides of the same coin. So I started seeing a theme throughout the series um, about impossible heroes and meeting impossible heroes. Um, We had Robin Hood earlier in the season. Um, Absolutely love that episode. Um, We have Santa Claus. You could throw the Doctor in there as an impossible hero. And is this something that they're going to be working with the impossible girl? Because it was brought up in the series premiere about Clara being the impossible girl. And that's how Missy connected her with the Doctor and blah, blah, blah. Um, I hope not because I really hate Clara. 
I hope she kind of falls off a bridge. Love Jenna Coleman. Absolutely love Jenna Coleman. Freaking hate Clara. Um, but yeah, like, what are your thoughts on that? There seems to be this theme about meeting your impossible heroes, and they're not really who you live up to be. So, uh, yeah, thoughts? Please voice them. Though I will say, can Shauna come back and be a companion? Because, oh my goodness, she was delightful. She was a delight, and she has all the makings of a companion. She's a shop girl who wants to be a scientist. What a great callback to being a shop girl through Rose. And I just heard half of you groan, because I know you guys hate Rose. And I really want to have an episode all about Rose and discuss her with you guys. Hey, maybe next year in 2015. Um, but yeah, Shauna was, a, was amazing. And you know how they always tease early companions or later on. So maybe this was her tease, and we'll get her when Jenna Coleman leaves after next season. So, yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of nice callbacks um, to last Christmas episode, and I had to kind of think about it. They kept saying the lines, like, every Christmas is last Christmas, and last Christmas episode was Matt Smith's last Christmas. There's a lot of last Christmases coming on, and that's the title of this episode. Yeah, but there was also a nice callback, though, when Clara was old and the doctor was helping her pull the Christmas cracker. That, that's what she did to Matt Smith's doctor, too, when he was super old and couldn't pull the Christmas cracker. It was a very nice little touch and callback there. Now, I will say about the ending, um, I feel like they wrote the ending uh, when Jenna Coleman was still leaving. They, the old lady ending, I felt like that was their original real ending, and they had a tech on the last little bit when she changed her mind a couple months ago to stay. Um, I just, I really liked the older ending with, with Clara being older. It felt nice. It was clean. It was a foil to last Christmas special. And I just, it, it would have been a nice clean ending. And the, the real true ending where Clara was young again just felt really rushed and messy. And I really, I was, it was like two, I was a, like a two minute segment of them going, Oh, you're young again. Adventure. Adventure time. And I just, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't my cup of tea. Now I will say... I love seeing Danny Pink again, because I'm mourning him. I'm still in mourning of Danny Pink, and I will tolerate Clara if we can keep Danny Pink, because he's a delight, and he's adorable, and he's the cutest guy. He's what every man should inspire to be, and I adore him. I love him so much, and I would tolerate Clara if we could have Danny, but since Danny is dead, I don't love Clara anymore. So, yeah. Um, it was sneaky sneaky, though. I did like the fact that when the doctor actually went into Clara's dreams with Danny... Um, since they had a shared dream, I think that was the doctor, because at the, time, the whole time when, like, Danny suddenly became sentient, it was, like, telling Clara to leave, I was like, how is he doing this? And that's how, when I realized that Clara and the doctor were sharing a dream. So I think that was the doctor being sneaky, sneaky, and telling, having Danny tell Clara those things to make her wake up. Which then, in turn, is a very nice, sweet moment for the doctor. Like, this is a very hard, very grouchy, grumpy doctor. And so that was actually a really sweet moment if that was him doing that. Um, and finally, uh, the only thing I didn't really like about the show, uh, about this episode, is that the dream inside the dream thing got too confusing over time. I thought it was one too many, um, it, like with the polar bases, I thought they had one too many, and as I said, I wasn't a big fan of the Clara ending being switched. And even then, how do we know that they're still not dreaming? Going back to my very original first point, which is, how many of these crabs do we know are out there? Like, how, are, is this an invasion? How do we know that the world isn't ending? Like, we... You know, they, like, we didn't know Cybermen was dead people. Like, there's there's a lot of times there's been kind of secret invasions. It's kind of like the Master in the third ending where they had, like, the little, not the Master, the one with the Cybermen and the ghosts, where they thought it was all ghosts and it was actually Cybermen. It kind of reminded me of that. Like, how do we know that this invasion is not still going on and the entire world is dreaming and we've already been taken over? It just, it felt like it was one too many dreams inside dreams for me. I didn't like the Clara ending. They could have really trimmed off about 15 minutes of this episode by cutting it, like, two dream sequences short. So, yep, that's my thoughts on the episode. I will send you guys my notes, and I hope you guys have a great day. Happy New Year, guys. I wish I could be there. I'm going to sleep. Love you guys. And to all the fans and family of Two True Freaks and Who True Freaks, thanks, you guys, for listening so much. I'll see you in 2015. Bye. And Seven minutes of silence. <laughs> no, not doing that one again. Oh, why not? Well, no. Hope's not fond of Clara, and we're not fond of Danny. So uh, maybe it's just uh, hmm. 
Maybe it's just, you know, the whole... Is it a sexist thing? thing? Is it? It could, could be. be. Mm. You know, to be honest, I would have liked um, Danny to travel with the Doctor. You know, I think... Maybe they would they have developed have more from each than, other. than him just pointing out all the supposed flaws of the Doctor, which is what he, hmm. you know... Yeah, that that was the thing that really irked me about him, is he was just there to be... Uh, like you said, he was there to point out all the flaws. He was there to be the the narrative device to uh, to, to be a, a, a counterpart to the Doctor. So... But I, I don't think we've seen the last of Danny Pink. We didn't say this last time, but I was remembering back because we do get a descendant of Danny Pink, and it's hinted, although not specifically spelled out, that right. he is a descendant of Danny and Clara. So, But history can be rewritten. Uh, yeah, but usually there's a cost at that. Also, he's an orphan. So it could be from his twin brother that we never heard about, who she's going to get it on with in the next season. Okay, you, that's pushing you, it. <laughs> you had me for a second. I'm like, what? I don't remember a twin I brother. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, really? hey, it's just because they haven't said that yet doesn't mean it couldn't happen. Yeah, get on that, Stephen Moffat. That sounds like a really interesting episode. He could be evil. He could be an evil twin. Ooh, yeah, well, they, they. He could have a beard and everything. Oh, that is so sweet. There's crossing the streams. Um, so I don't even know where. I was trying to think of an evil Danny Pink name. Danny Not Pink Danny Show. Blue. <laughs> Danny Blue's in Hustle. That's a completely different BBC show. Okay. Which is awesome, by the way. I recommend it. S- Skippy Pink. Mm. Evil Skippy Pink with a goat. Roger Pink. Pink Roger. Mm. Oh, that sounds vaguely dirty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a Pink Roger. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Too um, much information. Goes with my Blue Clara. Ooh. Now, Doctor Who After Dark. <laughs> now, I really liked... Uh, I like to watch, Master. <laughs> <laughs> Going off the rails here. I really enjoyed a lot of the secondary oh, no. characters in here, uh, especially the characters at the uh, at the North Pole, at the sort of base camp. Mm. Uh, specifically, one of them that we uh, caught in there, his name was Michael Trotton, the guy who mm. played the uh, sort of turkey-legging turkey professor. <laughs> he was uh, he was actually the son of Patrick Trotton, who was the second Doctor. So that was a nice little homage that they put in there, bringing in a a character you know who is related to an original Doctor coming to the show. Which is you know I I thought that was a nice little thing to do. Um, yeah, I had no clue that was him, um, and when it was pointed out, I really should have because the voices are so similar. Mm-hmm. Um. Because listening to him, he could be basically doing the second Doctor in audio dramas, and I wouldn't necessarily notice a difference. Well, didn't didn't someone mention that he had done audio dramas for like a Big Finish or something as playing the? I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's ever actually done that, but that's a good point. Um, well, Shag would be all over that, and yeah, Thomas he would know instantly. Yeah, he would be able to tell us everyone who's ever been in any of them ever. Well, unfortunately, I don't want to say anything negative about Shag. Not because I don't want to say anything negative about Shag, but he he hasn't been all that down on this uh, season, or I guess up on this season, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of hit and miss with it, although he has mentioned that he hasn't watched all of it currently. It just hasn't been capturing him like the previous seasons have. So... When I last got in touch with him, he had not seen this episode yet, so hopefully he's watched it by this time because we're going to be pretty much spoiling a lot of the stuff that goes on in it. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I'd be interesting to see if you know Shag will let us know what's what's going on with uh, this when when it comes out next time we talk. Apparently, the only thing I can find that Michael Triton has done with Big Finish is Lords of the Red Planet, playing Quendril. Okay. I'm guessing that's not the second Doctor. Probably. Oh, mm. well. Oh, well. Um, I did specifically like the character of, of Shona, and mm. and not the character of Shonuff, which is from, uh, what, that Last Dragon movie, that uh, 1980s disco karate <laughs> fighting movie. Yeah. <laughs> I guess no one remembers that, which is probably a good thing. But I, I liked her character and the whole idea of her 
having to get through the room where the people with the crabs on their faces were. And the the inclusion, of course, the Slade song in there. The, oh, what did we say it was? Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody, Merry I Christmas. think. Okay, yeah, that hmm. one. I mean, that was fun, but does anyone know why that happened? Why was she doing that? Why were they so fearful, aside from the fact that they had big crab things on their face? Yeah, because they never explained why she... Okay, if you're... The whole premise is that you can't think of the... In this... When the show starts, they say you can't think of the creatures because when you do, <coughs> you gain their attention and the people that they're attached to wake up and chase you, whatever. So you have to go in there. You can't look at them. You can't think about them. So she starts to sing basically to distract herself. But why is she going in there? Unless there's something on the other side of that room that she has to get to. But it doesn't appear to be because that's where, when she gets halfway across the room, the doctor and Clara come in from the outside. Yeah. So So why did they go in that room at all? Unless there was some medical supply they needed or a a MacGuffin that we just aren't told about. Or, well, I don't know. Maybe it's a dream. and And you don't have to have a reason why. Technically, any of the rules we are told about the crabs, uh, which everyone seems to have, because we never see them in the real world. The closest we get to seeing one is the one at the end. (coughs) That's the only real one we get to see. Before that, it's all within the dream, so it could all be complete fiction created by the uh, people. Um, When the Doctor arrives and starts basically telling people about things, is he telling people... Or are they creating the um, rules for these creatures? Yeah. Yeah. Are they creating the rules for these creatures as they're going? Well, because as we see at the end, it's basically Shona had kind of created the dreamscape based on her to-do list when she wakes up. Spoilers. At the end, and it's listed what she had was going to watch the movies because was watched. It was Alien, Thing from Another World, America on 34th Street. And, and she was going to forgive Dave. Yay! Yay! What did you do to her, Dave? I did nothing. Yeah, that's what they all say. Yeah, and also <laughs> one of the things that is kind of that kind of makes you believe that, or that kind of furthers the idea that a lot of this might be a dream, was the fact that when the doctor removed the crab from Clara at the end, didn't he put it in some sort of jar or something, and it didn't dissolve into the block of dust or am i am i remembering that right because every time every other time that the crab things the dream mm. crabs came off their faces they dissolved and sort of no there was dust. one there was one in uh oh you mean but, what, at the end at the, end. At the, at the end when, when because for some reason they had one in a space because for some reason they had one in a jar and, but, but that was that, in a dream. Yeah, but that, but that was, was a dream. But they were already in a dream. But but that one hadn't already attached to someone's face yet. Right. And then Ken Wet and Abby showed up. Wait, am I getting things confused? Could be. And he was, like, really, really old. And, no? he, and he flipped around the room because it was and, spinning and everything. Yeah, and then Godzilla was there. No, wait. I, I, I may be merging a whole bunch of different films. That's... that's that sounds like a that sounds like a more interesting film than you know. Well, not that this was bad, but this was you know anything added with Godzilla in it would be just all that more awesome. This makes everything better. True. Uh, or or crushed. <laughs> true. Flat. Uh, what did we think of Nick Frost as Santa Claus? I thought he was pretty good. I thought he did a great job. He was very jolly. He was very Santa-y. Um, he didn't take any of the doctor's crap. He gave it no. back to him. How did he get all those nope. presents in there? It's 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 bigger on the outside, or it's bigger, bigger on the inside. inside. Duh. And see, he that, knows when people have been bad or good. Mm-hmm. See, that's the one thing I liked about uh, the character of Santa Claus throughout this is that throughout the show, you get the doctor interacting with the people, trying to make them realize that this is all a dream, and he'll always ask them. A very specific question and if they can't answer it they usually give the answer of it was a long time ago or it's it's a long story when he ever engages santa santa always has a specific answer even if it's a ridiculous question like well you know we know reindeer can't fly he's like oh well that's because that's I- why i feed mine magic carrots mm-hmm. 
So it's interesting. It makes you wonder, is Santa actually real? Much like the Doctor, which, of course, they do reference in, in the final sort of scene of it where they're flying in the, the sleigh with Clara and the Doctor and all the rest of the people, that the Doctor is essentially an analog in Clara's mind to to Santa Claus. But does that make Santa Claus real? Because he was working much like the Doctor to get these people out of the dream? Or does it make him just a construct of the dream who is able, who is capable of answering all the questions because he was specifically constructed? Hmm. Well, yeah, I, I think we said last time that we were wondering, you know, um, did they try to... Was Santa written this way to avoid any conflict that people, you know, Santa being real, not real here, he's in a dream, so, you know, you can re- you can look at it however you want. They're, yeah. they're, they're staying away from a definitive answer, which, you know, some people might be annoyed one way or the other, but, you know, it's, it's a show. Let it go. Yeah. I really had to say those words. Just really. Let it um, go? Yeah, let it go. You don't have to no. do whatever it is they do. No. Uh, better not go any further with that one. No. We'll, we'll get Scott Gardner's ire, even though he probably doesn't listen to any of these shows. I, that I, song I, never bothered me anyway. Uh, I never heard that whole song until I, I I went to a concert with my kids just recently, and Demi Lovato was there. Uh, it was like a thirteen different group uh, acts, and wow. all in one one concert, like a three hour concert. And the and the closing one was was uh, was De- was was Demi Lovato, and she sang. I'm like, she sings this song. I thought it was somebody else. They're like, it's at the end credits because I've never seen Frozen, so I was it's like, Adele oh, Dazeem, right? I'm going to Nicki Minaj. That was an Oscars joke. Sorry. Yes. Oh. Oh, I got it. I got it. Yes, that's right. Volta completely mispronounced it. It was Olivia Newton John, right? Right. Thank you, John Travolta, for giving us so much comedy fodder um my hair my hair but yeah i i liked santa for being the dream because that's what he was they, they tell you that in the program but essentially that's what he is he's the dream to save them you know he's the dream that is there to save them so and in tribute to hair metal hero he's the dream warrior <laughs> yeah unfortunately unfortunately we uh Chris Tyler was supposed to make it as well, but he, he kind of, since we are recording this almost immediately, just a couple of days after the show dropped, we kind of didn't get as many people as we expected to, but there were a lot of people who wanted, who said they wanted to be on here, but just couldn't make it, so we apologize for that. We just wanted to kind of get this out there, but this is fun to talk about this. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you. You know, Santa Claus is sort of the the actual bridging part for all the people's dreams and being the one there to sort of save them in the dream while the doctor is supposed to be the one who's saving them outside of the dream is kind of a nice parallel. And it, it, it again, you know, links the doctor and Santa Claus as two sort of these fictional impossible characters who only have, who, whose, whose one purpose is to make people's lives better. is kind of nice. Don't I have to get you red bicycles when you're 12. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, last time we didn't figure out how many dream levels there were because if we take the initial one that we start in, we have that dream. So that's the if we take that as being like the kind of first layer, you know, right? We, we assume that's the initial one, right? So yeah, when, when Clara sees Santa on the rooftop, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's when they're all in the dream already. Then there's the next level when they get attacked, right? Right, right. When they go in and they're they're trying to get out of the the medical bay, and the little crabs drop from the ceiling, and boom! So now they're sent to see them. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So well, that's that. That's that layer. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. But but that's still the same layer because they haven't. Yeah. That's. But that's because, a layer within a layer. That, no, that's a layer. Within no. A layer. No, that, Dave's right because initially it's Clara oh, on the roof. You're right. She goes you're right. With the yeah. doctor to the North Pole. Right. 
then they get attacked. Get... Santa slaves them. Right. Then, then the Doctor and Clara go in another layer because Clara goes into the one with Danny. Yep. And then the doctor goes in with her, so that's three levels. And then they come back out of that to the one with the to the one where Santa was supposed to save them. Right. And, and then they come out of that one, but then there's another one past that where the but then it goes back to the original one where yeah, God, it is where the doctor. Is, the doctor this is more them. confusing than a. This is more confusing than than a Christopher Nolan film. How can how can that be for a one hour TV show? That's pretty impressive. Well, because at one point you think that the doctor's out, and we mentioned last time that he shows up at a volcano, which yeah. may or may not have been the volcano. Now, you said something about a volcano planet before, Dave. Was there a volcano planet he was going to go I to? I don't know. I just assume there's a volcano planet. You oh, know, so there's I... a planet with a volcano. No. I assume it's a planet. It could have been uh, one on Earth, but it's a lot easier to find a lava planet because those things exist. You know, mm-hmm. planets of purely of one geographical feature exist. I know this. I have seen Star Wars. Uh, that's that's, that's all one Star thing. Wars has defined it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm so, wondering yeah, there's going to be one. I'm wondering if it might have been something because wasn't there a lava planet in the season closer where Clara and you know, right she was she yeah the key to the tar was throwing the keys to the TARDIS in the lava yeah she wanted to see a uh, a volcano so he took her there she took all the keys all the spare keys which she should know he can open the TARDIS with a snap of his fingers so yeah. it doesn't matter if he's locked out or not so um, uh, but. That, and that didn't matter anyway. Yeah, that because in that itself was, was, was a, dream a dream because he, yeah, that was a dream itself that he had, he had given her what some type of anesthetic or whatever and put her in like a little dream thing to see what she would do, and so even even that wasn't real. Oh, my head hurt. So maybe that was a dream from the dream crabs as well, and you know the, it ties Who into knows? the whole thing. With and uh, it's actually still David Tennant. Oh. <laughs> I'm certain there are so many people who would still wish it was David Tennant. That's that's why the ending for the last one went on so long. It was just a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream. <laughs> uh, poor Tumblr fans are going to be all moody about this. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, so um, I think something that we brought up also was the with all this dreaming. You go back to a Matt Smith episode with the Dream Doctor. Is this uh, a Dream Doctor invasion? Are these going to be tied together? Is this a one-off villain with the space crabs? Because God knows it's hard to get rid of space crabs. Regular crabs are bad enough. <laughs> uh, you know, I that that's kind of one of the interesting things because technically there were. If you look in the in the in the sequence where Santa Claus is rescuing them and they're going in there with the guns blazing trying to save everyone, there seems to be a ton of those crabs all over the place. And I'm not just talking about, you know, my college years. Um, but there's <laughs> they're they're dropping down to the ceiling. There's a lot of them, but supposedly only in this world six people get affected by them. But that could be nightmare logic. That's true. Well, they say that because when they go, when they get out of the base at towards the end, then they're suddenly surrounded by more duplicates of themselves, and they all have the face hugger crabs on them. Call out the half life, (laughs) head crabs. Yeah, so we we didn't get to mention that last time, so I'm glad we're getting in. Thank thank goodness we're getting a second recording. Isn't that wonderful, folks? Yeah. Everyone, you know that means Half Life Three confirmed, right? Yeah. Of course it does. I'm not falling for that this time. (laughs) Oh, damn. Isn't it nice? Everyone gets a second chance. Yes. <laughs> but but, it, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I think what we mentioned last time might have been the fact that the crabs attacked doc- the doctor first. Because, you know, he's off. He's traveling a lot. So obviously he has he gets them first. Uh, <coughs> and he decided to share them with Clara psychically. And so they followed him they followed his psychic vibrations to Earth, and on the way they grabbed four people. Which a woman makes... in a shop, an accountant, um... a woman in a bed. Um... Yeah, she was like the shop, or, or no, she was the account. Something was was the woman that was in. Yeah, the yeah, bed. yeah. 
we never really uh, found out what happened, you know, what was going on with the uh, Patrick Troughton character. Oh, yeah, we don't that, find out who he was. Uh, Michael Troughton. You know, we well, he, get, he did gets, he actually die? Maybe he actually died. Yeah, he that's, woke up dead, apparently. That's supposedly what happened. <laughs> you know, he gets sucked into the Freddy Krueger, you know, video screen of death. and Oh, yeah. He's, that was kinda, he's all kind of dead. That was so, very videodromous. I was going to say, yeah. That, was that, he the new Flash? The fat flash? <laughs> I said flash, not flash. Oh, sorry. There have been there have Although been that would be bad if I was talking about Flash Gordon and people got confused, because uh, then we get excited for completely the wrong reasons. <laughs> I, I, I don't really have that much more to talk about this. I mean, I thought this was a, a decent episode. We're kind of cutting it short, because I'm trying to remember all the stuff that we said last time. <laughs> what did you think of seeing Strax with like, the oh, that's right. costume? Oh yeah, I, I forgot you mentioned that. Yeah, Strax was one of the elves. See, I can't remember what he was because I was thinking with Nick Frost being mm-hmm. Santa that they would have done a little stunt casting and put uh, Simon Pegg in as one of the elves. And one of the elves did kind of have a Simon Pegg type look, but I guess that was actually the guy who played Strax. So that was kind of interesting. I like that. Does that mean he's been in more Christmas specials than Clara so far? because oh, Clara's um, only been in what a couple three well, she was in she was in she was the, in the snowman, snowman and she was in the the time of the doctor and now this one well I don't think Strax was in any before that either though so well, but Strax was in that wonderful little uh, that little short thing that they did for yeah. Christmas you know, song tire and carols yes song tire yeah <laughs> that was brilliant yeah, I really don't have anything else to say about the show aside from you know it was it was an enjoyable Christmas episode. It was a nice way to waste you know a good hour worth of stuff over here in the states. Now, did you did you have commercials? Yes. Of course we do. Oh, you per yeah. per per people. I, Seriously, it's I, I like having the option. I like that um, over here uh, the BBC channels basically have no adverts um, uh, during the programs. The only adverts they have between programs as well are basically for their own shows but on the other channels like um, well we have a channel called watch which shows repeats of um doctor who and stuff um and sometimes i just can't be bothered watching it there because adverts i mm. it's now, not how it was meant to be shown but how many you know? do you get because we, we we get a lot yeah we, well, we, we probably don't usually get every ten to fifteen minutes. They break it. It up would be with... about it would be about the same, you know, oh, okay. uh, to get it to last an hour long of programming. You know, you take a break yeah. and stick in. I think two, this was a little bit more than an hour, wasn't it, Sean? Yeah, yeah I think. I think apparently I... 60, 60 minutes and two seconds was what the iPlayer was showing it as. So. Oh well, then it was definitely probably an hour and a half here. Yeah, because uh, they for an hour and twenty or something. America adds just a boatload of commercials which is one of the negative things it, it I, I was able because i had to wanted to watch it again uh last night i had to find a version of it online that technically i probably shouldn't have but internet found, fairy <laughs> uh, found, yes the internet fairy uh my friend tor found it for me and i watched it online but i, I don't feel bad about it because i initially watched it on bbc america yeah. but i didn't see any major differences between the one that I watched online versus the one that I watched from BBC America, aside from it being cut up by BBC America advertisements. Well, the only, the only plus I see of having a commercial is that I was able to stop in between the commercials and I would, I would talk to, uh, my daughters and my wife about it because we were all watching it. My son was playing a video game. (laughs) He couldn't be bothered. Although he does watch, Doctor Who, but he was more engrossed in that. So, you know, I, I kept turning him like, whoa, what do you think that is? What do you think this is? And we were we were bouncing around a few ideas, and then the show would come back, and we'd, we'd shut up and we'd watch the show. That was the only good 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 side to it. Yeah, I guess that could be kind of nice. Uh, it gives you some time to sort of decompress between some of the more thrilling aspects of it, or the more interesting aspects of it. But I think the fact that they shoot the show to be shown as just a one long form episode, it it does there there's give and take 
both ways. You know, I I think I enjoyed it more as watching it just one all the way through thing, but it does does make sense that you get a chance to hypothesize what's going to be going on with the show or what's what's happening with it, and that that may help for you know for family type viewing. I guess watching it on your own, it's kind of neat to be able to see it just all the way through. Yeah, I kind of started watching it on Christmas, but uh, uh, we uh, <coughs> I knew I was going to have someone visiting um, later, so I watched the first like five minutes, and then person arrived, so I had to stop and then not watch anything more of it, so I didn't spoil <laughs> it for myself. <laughs> you know, is that why you had to be forgiven, Dave? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> the one thing that I did I, I did like was the ending and the, the specifically the very ending where they mentioned that uh, the Doctor and Clara will return next year for, what is it, the Magician's, the Magician's Apprentice. Apprentice. Now, yep. uh, they'd kind of been hinting and hemming and hawing whether or not... Uh, jenna coleman would return for the next season and i'm fine with her returning you know i don't dislike her but i would like to see a different kind of companion i think we complained last time or at least i complained last time that all the characters or all the companions that the doctor has traveled with in the new series had primarily been 21st century female characters and aside from really rory that's been the norm, and I would like for them to get back to robotic dogs. Yes, robotic dogs. Anytime you can put a robotic dog in with Doctor Who, I will watch the hell out of that. But uh, the idea that they're coming up on doing the next uh, season, starting out this Magician's Apprentice, makes me think that uh, Alan and Emily Middleton might have been onto something. Uh, uh, the last episode we did of Hootra Freaks was covering Battlefield, and that one was specifically dealing with the Doctor in either a fia- supposedly in a future timeline as Merlin for the uh, you know for the technical British version of the King Arthur legend. So if they're going to do something with that, I'd be really interested to see what they're going to do. Yeah, not mm-hmm. that I think they're going to, but I'd it'd be. It'd be nice if they, they kind of referenced that idea from that episode. So, it'd be interesting. You don't think they're going to bring in dancing brooms or anything? Uh, no. They, they'd have to wait until Disney buys uh, the BBC out, which, you know, could happen could sometime. Happen. Big, Probably big, won't. But... Big giant mouse ears on the top of the TARDIS. <laughs> that could work, though. You know, if you had ever gone to uh, the World Showcase in Epcot, uh, Paul, or not Paul, Bill... <laughs> I did. You would know that they have uh, Doctor Who stuff over in the uh, UK version of it in England. So I went there. I saw it. Uh huh. Sure, you did. I no, I did. It. No, I was. <laughs> I was. It, I you? did. Stop fighting! It's Christmas. You've been listening to other episodes, haven't you? I, I remember Paul uh, going, going. Uh, Sold me out, that son of a. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't edit that out either. Oh no 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 no! And 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 then he brought it up to uh, to oh uh, you'll be hearing that next uh, or actually this Saturday uh, yep. you haven't listened oh you did where yes we're, I already did listen to yes where we where we talked about that yes and and Scott was like you know see and also I hey I love the, the Magic Kingdom I'm just not an Epcot fan it's okay. it's just I it's I and don't. I think I think they also added insult injury as well when they did the earning your ears episode where they were like going around the world showcase and going, oh here are all these amazing uh, versions of the Christmas story from the different cultures isn't this great about the world showcase just to sort of <laughs> you know, I haven't listened to that one yet hold it in your face again well that, it, you'll have to listen to it they don't they don't call you out and tell you how wrong you are but you know, <laughs> the uh, the sentiment was implied I like rides. <laughs> Test track is a nice ride in Epcot. I will admit that. Okay, if you cut Epcot in half, I'd I'd like the front. I don't like the back. The the world showcase stuff. Okay. Yeah, to turn like I said, turn that into turn make that Star Wars land and make each world showcase a planet. Boom, done. I'll go there all the time. Star Wars world, a galaxy far far away. 
make Nick already the, kind of looks like a Death Star, right? Exactly. Make the, make 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 right. Spaceship Earth a Death Star, and we're done. Oh, there you go. So now 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 maybe they could see they could take Epcot and turn it into a Doctor Who theme park, <laughs> and make each area like a different time frame. Dalek, you know, Scaro. Uh, we could have for the, uh, the 57th century with uh, yeah. Like there we go. There we go. See, that that's what we need to have at Epcot. Yeah, because the, you know, I, I Doc Cot. We call it Doc Cot. Epcot. <laughs> Who cut? What? <laughs> okay. Who are not? Well, I think we're pretty much at the end of our rope, considering we've been essentially recording for three hours. I only have like an hour's worth of episode here because my Skype recorder, you suck Skype for updating. I hate you. This, and my dog just walked up and he's doing the happy dance, so I think he needs to go walk. Okay. Well, you, we're going to allow you to go take your dog walkies. We're going to allow Wait, Dave... like a euphemism. We're, we're gonna go. We're gonna go allow Dave to get forgiven by Shona, and we're gonna go allow me to go get some coffee. So thanks everyone for downloading and listening to this latest episode of Who Drew Freaks. We'll catch you probably next time uh, with a uh, show dealing with the uh, Peter David or Peter Davidson episode. So uh, look forward to that. But thanks everyone for downloading and listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye everybody. Bye bye. Not ending up mine this time. <laughs> Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and a number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Suck it to me? <laughs>